Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, a place for adolescent and family healing. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If your family is struggling and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their trained professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. I mean, my goodness, I think all you have to do is look look out your window at the landscape of modern Christianity um, and look at how, look at the kinds of people that Christians are supporting politically right now. Um, Let's not. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Welcome to the show, everyone. We are so glad to have you. I wanted to mention our information really quickly. Please check us out. Uh, Get any and all information from paradoxpodcast.com. That's P-A-I-R-A-D-O-C-S podcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Docs Podcast. Uh, You can find Josh at those three social media sites as well. He is Doc Josh Myers. And then Jimmy is Dr. Jimmy Myers at Facebook, and then his Twitter and Instagram is jmyersfam. We are so happy to welcome Shane and Kate Blackshear. How are you guys doing? We're great. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thank you all for joining us. Um, Shane is a blogger, speaker, podcast host of Seminary Dropout, and a grower of a very fine beard. Is that right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I've got one. I'll let you decide if it's oh, fun. No, that is a manly, 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 manly beard. Kate, do you ever get tired of it? No, I like it. I'm a fan. <laughs> um, how long is it? Have you ever measured it? Right now, it's not that long. It's just like, I don't know, inch or so from my face. Okay. Okay. Oh, so not bad at all. On uh, on your website, it looks pretty darn long. Yeah. It's, it's probably a little bigger than <laughs> And Kate, lack of skin showing anywhere through it. That's really most impressive. (laughs) Correct. It's super thick. (laughs) And Kate, you are a chaplain. Is that correct? It's true. Um, And where do you do that? I work for a hospice company here in Austin. So my official title is spiritual care and bereavement. Okay. And how long have you been doing that? Uh, About two and a half years. Okay. We had a lot of changes about two and a half years ago. Okay. And one child, correct? Is she about two and a half? She is. <laughs> okay, tons of changes. Uh, and then the two of you guys are Howard Payne graduates. Sting them. And pro- yeah, exactly. And probably our guests at this point do not know that we ourselves are Howard Payne graduates. So probably the first and last time that we will have Ford HPUers uh, on the show. Um, so if you want any information about Howard Payne University, hputx.edu. Um, all right. So seminary dropout, Shane, tell us why the title. I'm actually a seminary graduate, so I'm a bit offended. (laughs) Well, don't be offended. Uh, it's not, not anti-seminary in the least. Um, so I'm literally a seminary dropout. I dropped out two times. Um, and but, but that's really not the reason that the show has that name. Um, the show is really about kind of bridging the divide between um, Christian academics and the church pew. 
so it's it's really about serious theology, but in a very accessible way to pretty much anyone. So it's a little bit seminary, but it's a little bit dropout as well. Sure. And so tell us a little bit, I guess, more about the show, what type of guests do you have on, kind of the purpose? Yeah, so it's it's weekly. Um, they're kind of long-form interviews, so 30 to 45 minutes long each. And I would say if you are familiar with any kind of Christian literature or even Christian music, I've probably interviewed somebody you know. So... Um, you know, I'll interview scholars like I've interviewed N.T. Wright and Walter Brueggemann. Uh, so some of those that are more academic circle heavyweights. But also I've interviewed like Donald Miller. I've interviewed um, uh, Derek Webb, um, John. Uh, my mind has gone blank. The lead singer Switchfoot, John. Uh, Let's just go John John. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, his, I mean, you know, he's a very famous guy. I can't think of his last name. Anyway, um, so, yeah. Well, Dan, this is Jimmy. Again, thank you guys for being here. Um, have you talked to Tony Campolo? I have. Have you really? Yeah, he was, uh, and actually he was one of the first. Like, he was probably one of the first, like, ten episodes I interviewed him. Oh, very nice. That was nice. pretty cool, because I was... I was a huge Campola fan at the time. I still love the guy. Um, so, yeah, that was very cool. He, at the time, he and Shane Claiborne had just written a book together, so I interviewed him about that. Oh, very nice. Okay, can I tell you a Campolo story? Absolutely. So he has been like this hero of mine forever. And I'm, I'm a family pastor at Life Austin, uh, here in Austin, and I saw that we someone contacted him, and we were going to have Campolo come to talk. And so I just absolutely freaked out. And I said, guys, I got this. I'll go pick him up. I'll take him to lunch. Don't worry. I've got Dr. Campolo. And so that was like in 2010. And in 2009, I'd written this book um, called Toe to Toe with Your Teen. Uh, you know, it's about how to raise uh, exceptionally defiant teenagers. And we had the same publisher. And so I brought a book and I'd written in the, in the book, you know, Dr. Ampolo, what, a, what an amazing influence you've had on my life and da, 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 just uh, this whole thing. And I put it right beside me. So when he got in the front seat, I could give it to him and make this very emotional presentation. <laughs> and so he puts his stuff in the back seat. And as he's getting in, he looks and he sees the book and he went toe to toe with your teen. <laughs> Who writes this stuff? <laughs> yeah that's hilarious yeah so that's what happened you know it was hilarious a few weeks later sure sure uh i wanted to just rip my soul out at the seams but uh i just threw it in the back seat and took him to church so i didn't was, there was no way i could broach the subject at that point uh okay uh a question why why podcasting i mean and how long have you been doing it by the way uh, so I guess it's been a little over three years now. Okay. When did it dawn on you, hey, I think I'll podcast? Well, when did it dawn on me? You know, I had started blogging before that. You know, I had a background in ministry and got out of it and thought, you know, I'm done with the, that, you know, vocational ministry world. And I got out of it for a while and I thought, eh, maybe not. Maybe I need part of that. And so started blogging after that and then 
um, I was an avid listener of podcasts myself. And so just kind of thought, well, what if I did that too? And, um, you know, started investigating it and realized that the technological hurdles weren't that great. Um, and yeah, that's just kind of how it came about. Very nice. I went, and this is for both of you guys. Um, and you mentioned it earlier, you're trying to kind of take bridge between the academic and the pew. Why does theology, you mentioned some guys a minute ago, and for all I know, they they play for the Mets. I've, I've never heard those names. Why is theology, and, and Kate, again, this is for you as well, why does theology matter to the average 30-something married couple? Well, hmm. Specifically, as a married couple, well, well, you know, just you know, or as a millennial, you know, just young family. You know, why does it matter? Is it is it because, like you say, you've is it just an esoteric discussion, uh, or how does it impact people's lives where they live? Well, I mean, my goodness, all I think all you have to do is look look out your window at the landscape of modern Christianity um, and look at how, look at the kinds of people that Christians are supporting politically right now. Um, Let's not. I've got to, exactly. So you look at that and you got to think, how in the world is this person who says they, they identify primarily as a Christian, like I say I do. Right. But there seems to be this massive disconnect between how they think that is lived out um, and what I see in the pages of my Bible. Right. Um, so we've got to get beyond like bumper sticker theology and simple answers. Um, so to me, that's digging deeper, looking into real quality theology to see what's really there. Very nice. And Kate, do you just love having long theological discussions with Shane? Well, sometimes. Um, I would just add to kind of the same idea that he's saying, and my world happens to um, be uh, kind of around the the concepts of grief and loss Mm -hmm. and I would say whether you're a 30-something, a 50-something, or a 90-something, when you're faced with um, either death yourself or the loss of someone you love yeah. or other kinds of losses, um, theology uh, matters a whole lot. And the things that we cling to yep. um, in moments of difficulty and pain, and uh, I'm sure because you two exist in the world, you know that there is plenty of that. And so that for me is a huge part of why it matters because there's, there's so much, there's so much um, heaviness and, and depth and loss um, and grief in life. And so knowing God and how God um, interacts with us, um, if we believe that's true, um, all that matters a whole lot. Yeah. And I think sometimes it may just be semantics. I think sometimes people are just, their eyes, you know, glaze over at the word theology, but really it just means what do you believe? Yeah. Because again, you know, uh, Kate, to your point, when 
when we come to those times in our lives, what we believe matters supremely. You know, whether we, we're thinking about it as theology or not, that's basically what it boils down to. Exactly. Um, you know, go ahead, Shane. Well, I was just going to say, that's a good point, because whatever people believe about God, that is their theology. Um, so, you know, I think the question then is, is it good theology? Is it yeah. quality theology? Yeah. Another thing I'll throw in there, Kate, we should mention, Kate is a seminary graduate. She's got this the seminary degree in our family. Ooh, very nice. Um, and her, her profession is a, a chaplain for a hospice company. Um, so she's... That really is like, uh, you know, boots on the ground every day for her. Yeah. And just so you'll know, so we've got Kate, a seminary graduate, Josh, a seminary graduate. You dropped out. I dropped out. So, all right. Awesome. The, Two, the yeah, tables are balanced. Yeah. I like that. Uh, one last thing really quick from me, and then Josh has got some more for you. And, um, and I may, again, address this to both you guys. How has, if at all your discussions with all of these brilliant theological minds and where you are in your life now, as opposed to when you were in college and undergrads, how has your view of God changed? Has it changed? And if so, how? Oh goodness. Um, for me, has it changed? I mean, immensely. I think the God that I, new in college was very much a God of more simplistic, more easy bumper sticker theology. Um, and it was kind of, God was kind of the sum of all things evangelical Christians say he is. Whereas, you know, now I feel like I have a better grasp on, the landscape of like what the Christian church has historically said about God and you know, where I kind of land there, if all that makes sense. Sure. Um, and Kate, has your, I guess, theology changed at all, either listening to these conversations and, or since you kind of, uh, have aged and, and grown throughout your twenties? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that listening uh, to Seminary Dropout, and I really do listen to it and enjoy it a lot, um, has expanded. Um, you know, it's just, it's healthy and it's good to hear um, other stories and other voices. And um, so in that way, I have just naturally um, grown and been challenged. Um, I'm kind of a... Um, I am a very kind of a practical, okay, what does this mean? How can we live this? And to hear, you know, um, these things that people talk about that are so outside of my world and my scope, um, of, of what I'm in the midst of all the time is, is really stretching for me. Cause I tend to kind of, um, you know, kind of be in my place and my world. And, um, so it's been huge for me to listen to, like I said, the different voices, Shane's really intentional about having, you know, kind of a diverse group of people on the show. So it's not all, um, white males talking. And so that's what I grew up with. So sure. my, my, uh, heart and, and mind and my theology has changed and, and grown. And I think, uh, we'll continue to do so hopefully. And so if, if theology really impacts 
um, everything that we do. Uh, Tozer, I think he was the one that said that what we think about God is is literally the most important thing about us. Um, and so he's saying that because it impacts everything that we do, like we, we spoke about a couple of minutes ago. How specifically, uh, if you could speak for a few seconds, how does theology uh, practically impact day-to-day family life? Well, so, you know, I guess a few things, you know, for us, we really believe that that biblically Jesus Paul they really believe in um, in some equality and so you know for us we're not real complementarian type people um, and so for us that means it's not really a big deal that um, Kate's the one with the the nine to five job, five job, and uh, I watch our kiddo for most of the work week. Um, and I've got a job I do on the side, and I do the podcast on the side. Um, you know, so there's a lot of like roles that were traditional gender roles that we kind of just roll with. So you know. I probably make dinner slightly more than 50%, but it just kind of depends on the night. Sure. Um, so, you know, not and so it's, it's, at some level that's informed by your theology that y'all can be that flexible. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. We don't have to rigidly, you know, conform to some kind of gender role that someone that, you know, a good percentage of Christians think are, is, you know, a biblical thing. Um, yeah. that's, that's, you know, not where we are. So if we could move a little bit just to, and real briefly, we don't want to keep you much longer. Thank you guys so much for, for being with us today. Um, I would love to just kind of, y'all are in the thick of things. Y'all are kind of Gen Xer slash millennial young family parents. Um, I would love to kind of hear what day to day is kind of a big struggle with just trying to figure out family life. Well, um, you know, for me, it's, it's difficult. Um, you know, I, I do feel like sometimes I'm kind of pulled in a few different directions. Um, you know, my day job is in real estate and, you know, sometimes I do find myself thinking, man, if we just put Margo in daycare, then I could just really kill it in real estate, you know? Sure. Um, and the question then is then, you know, do I really want that? And the, the reality is, is, some days I do, some days I don't. Um, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I just, I love taking care of Margo during the day. I, um, you know, it wouldn't be the end of the world to take her to daycare, but I'd really prefer not to. Um, so, you know, that's a struggle. Sure. I think like every couple, just time is, is a struggle too. What and, do you think, yeah. Time definitely, you know, last night I just thought of this. i was kind of just overwhelmed and sometimes my work is, um, intense and stressful and, you know, just like everyone else out there that has a young family, um, you know, our house is a mess. And, um, I just said something to Shane about, you know, I'm going to go to bed and we usually kind of stay up late and spend a little time together. Um, when, you know, cause a lot of times when I get home then he works and I hang out with Margot and we trade off and, 
And I just made a comment and said, sorry, I'm no fun. And he said, that's okay. We'll have fun next week. And uh, it was just, you know, kind of a, a telling moment that, you know, we do just do things, um, to, you know, work together and to value the things that we value. And, and then we do also, um, believe that, you know, we make our choices based on, um, what things are most important to us. So even things as, you know, how we spend our money and what part of town we live in and, um, how we spend our time and what things we volunteer for or commit to outside of our own home. I mean, to be honest, sometimes just work and home feels like more than I can handle. And we really try to also look outward and, and be involved in the life of our church and in our community. And so, um, yeah, the big balance word comes to mind. And how, how do you guys, so being pulled in so many different directions, prioritize the marriage? Um, hmm, that's a good question. We kind of have internal sensors to know when things are out of balance. So, you know, we could just, and this is true for anybody. You could, Go, you could have some event, some priority every night of the week if you're not careful. Sure. And so, you know, knowing when, eh, we've been doing, we've, we've been going our separate directions one too many nights lately. Sure. Uh, so, you know, we need to like make time and maybe that's, let's, hey, let's, uh, you know, on Saturday, let's go all hang out, you know, on South Congress or, Something like that too, you know. Our our um, I think a lot of it too is just knowing what to say no to. You know, mm-hmm. for us, it's you know, family and church and work, and then I think we have, I think we feel pretty good about saying no to other things. Sure, 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 and really kind of kind of blocking out time uh, for each other and for the family. Yeah, for sure, and you know. I'll say, you know, our church family has really been an asset to us and um, the things we do together there, um, the help that we've had from them, the family that they've been to us, that that helps too. Sure. Uh, yeah, community is huge in that, um, really kind of keeping families on track. Um, Kate, anything to add to that before we wrap up? No, that's okay. I, he said it well. Okay. Um, well, we appreciate y'all's time today. We would, if you want more information about Shane, go to shaneblackshear.com. Should I spell Blackshear? Do you often do that? Uh, I don't. You know, if you want to, like, <laughs> I don't, do you guys do show notes, stuff like that? You can put a yeah. link. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. So shaneblackshear.com. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram at Beard on a Bike. And Facebook is shaneblackshear123. That's Josh, right. Josh, make a note to do show notes. Okay. <laughs> we're yeah, we're, we're, we're just to. learning how to do this, so we need to start doing show notes. Guys, thank y'all so much. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I love what you're doing here. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. and researched by Dr. Jimmy and Dr. Josh Myers. Special thanks to Life Austin Church in Austin, Texas, and our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr. To find out more about the Paradox and to sign up for email updates, go to our website, paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox. 
I thought you were going to come out with some sort of milky white bosom reference <laughs> in this romance novel, but you didn't. Uh, no. In fact, I think Faulkner's, in fact, I think his follow-up book was Milky White Breast <laughs> to Hell. That was his follow-up. <laughs> because we all know Milky White Breasts lead to hell. 